0: Without any further delay, Brother Williams, come and preach. Let's put our hands together for the man of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we love the Lord again in the house? Come on, can we love him from our spirit? Can we love him from our heart? Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus amen anybody thankful to be in the house of the lord on a tuesday night amen god's presence is in the sanctuary and i feel a supernatural flow of god's spirit moving among us and i believe i believe as as i've believed in every service i believe that god can can open up the portals of heaven and God can answer some unanswered prayers tonight and God can give us supernatural strength for those that feel weary and God can heal those that are sick and God can deliver those that are addicted come on and God can, God can, God can do anything he gets ready to do I just feel like tonight's a good night for God to have his way. Come on, give God praise. Lord, have your way in this sanctuary. Lord, have your way in this house. Lord, have your way in this people. God, have your way. God, have your way. God, have your way. God, have your way. Amen, amen. If there's anything that I know about God's presence. As he knows more than we know and he can insert himself in our situations whenever he feels like it. I'm telling you, I don't care how long you battle. God can just insert himself whenever he feels like it. And says that enough is enough. Tonight's a good night for a miracle. Amen. And I feel the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. Amen. Turning your attention quickly to three different passages of scripture I'll give you all three succinctly in one one time so you can get there and put your finger on the next scripture Romans 12 and 1 Romans 12 and 1 Psalm 51 and 17 and Mark 14 and 3 and while you're turning there I've been I've been doing my best to keep my emotions intact. You can ask my wife. I feel like I just ran out of runway. Amen. I felt like I was just getting cranking. Amen. But I thank God for revival here. Anybody thankful for what revival has been doing in the church? Amen. So needless to say, needless to say, we will be saddened we will truly truly miss this church and the great people of god amen you are blessed to be a part of a tremendous church amen i i'm telling you this is a tremendous church first class a seat of excellence a place pavilion that god has designated in northwest amen give god praise for this church give him praise come on give him praise And we honor Bishop Mayo and Sister Mayo. They are beautiful souls, beautiful people, amen. Tremendous people in the kingdom of God. And to everybody that's made our time here much, much more home-like, we appreciate you. We appreciate every family. And um, I, I don't want to go into naming people because so many people do so many things to help, to help in the hospitality arena. During a revival, but the other day I pulled over brother and sister Earls who are who are in charge of operations and administration here. And I told them that throughout the country and traveling and preaching from conference to conference, church to church, I told them personally, I'm telling I'm telling you publicly that they that they are by far, by far the most thorough and the most the most i don't i don't even want i don't even know what word to articulate what i feel but they are above and beyond exceeding at what they do to help this church keep running the way it runs sister earls brother earls we love you appreciate appreciate everything you've done to help us i'm telling you you don't want to look at our text message thread there's a lot of messages in there amen Amen. I gave, I gave you time. That was a stall tactic because I gave you three passages of Scripture. Amen. Romans 12 and 1, when you have it, shout amen. amen. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Somebody shout sacrifice. sacrifice. A living sacrifice, holy And acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Somebody shout sacrifice. Psalm 51, 17 declares that the sacrifices, somebody shout sacrifice. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. And finally, Mark 14 and 3, if there was any text of scripture that embodies the brokenness of a sacrifice. The Bible declares that as Jesus was in Bethany, as he was sitting in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. The Bible says that she took that box, she took the alabaster box and she broke it. She broke the box and she poured the contents, the ointment, on the head of Jesus. And the Bible says that as she began to do that, that there were some there that within themselves they did not. They did not say it out loud. They were were fuming on the inside. They were rolling their eyes. They were agitated at her worship. And they said to themselves, Why was this waste? Somebody shout waste. Why was this waste of the ointment made? I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I feel... I feel a spirit of strength in the sanctuary. I feel the spirit of strength in the sanctuary. In fact, that's that's one of the reasons why we have revival for the edification of the saints, the body of Christ. Anybody in the house needs strength? Oh yeah. And I I want I want to preach to every family in this sanctuary. I want to preach to this church. I know I've done that every service, but I'm really digging deep tonight. And I want to tell you what God has told me to tell you and let you know that there is no waste in sacrifice. No waste in sacrifice. If you feel, if you feel like you need God to help, help with your understanding of where you are, if there's been some sacrifices going on in your family. Some sacrifices going on in ministry. If you feel like you need strength from God, I believe tonight's a good night that God can pour out revelation and give us strength like we've never had. Lift up your hands and lift up your voice. Come on, praise them from your lips. Come on, God's not done yet. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody shout, turn to your neighbor and say, there's no waste in sacrifice. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and say, there's no waste in sacrifice. Amen. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord in the sanctuary. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated tonight in the precious name of Jesus. No waste, no waste in sacrifice. Just the utterance of that heavy word, sacrifice. Somebody shout sacrifice. Come on, shout it like you know what it is to sacrifice. Just the utterance of the word sacrifice brings a mirage of emotions. Because I believe that every last one of us, those that are old enough to to really expend yourself to the furthest degree, know what it feels like. To sacrifice and the reason why that word feels so heavy is because every last one of us knows that in the times that we have experienced the fullness of what sacrifice is it brings back it brings back memories of when things may have not been so good parents that knows what it felt like to not tell your children how bad things were, but you just sacrificed through it. And you went without so that they would have, all the parents know what I'm talking about. And you would know what it was like, you know what it's like to give your all, and it seems like the reward of your giving seems to come up short because you gave more than what you got in return. Anybody knows what that feels like? Sacrifice is not it's not a pleasing word that we like that we like to even recall to mind because every time, most of the time, that sacrifice, that sacrifice is uttered, it reminds us of a time that things were broken. That things, that things were such in a place that we know what it felt like to sacrifice when we were tired and weary. And we gave money when we didn't have it to give. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? I want to preach to you tonight. I want to preach to the people that knows what it feels like to sacrifice. Because because not only is sacrifice a difficult thing, but if you're not careful, if you're not careful, sacrifice, sacrifice can leave you broken to a point of disrepair. But I I believe that God, God wants to talk to people. God, I'm talking to families. I'm talking to saints. I'm talking to people of God that are faithful. Come on, any faithful people in the house. I'm I'm talking to saints of God that you've been given your all. You've been given your last. I just want to remind you in the house that God keeps good records. And it reminds me, when I think about the sacrifices of god being of a broken heart and a broken spirit i can't help i can't help but think about the woman a certain woman that had an alabaster box of a, a years wages of what she had saved and and she came into the presence of god and she had something in her hand that day at that church service she walked in that house that that house of Simon the leper, and she she came to hear a message from the master, but in her hand she had something that the other people in the congregation didn't have. Can I tell you that? I I'm I'm very careful of how i judge the way that people run the aisles and shout uh, because you don't know what kind of heaven is they brought to church that day. Uh, hey, i'm very careful to i'm very careful when somebody starts weeping in the altar uh, and they start lifting up their hands and they and they're crying and they're broken. I, I'm very careful to judge that person uh, because you don't know what i came to the house with. Uh, you don't know what i came carrying in my hands. Uh, you don't know what i dealt with at work today. Uh, I just come to tell somebody on a t- Tuesday night uh, that if you brought a sacrifice to God uh, you've come to the right place Uh, I've come to give God everything Uh, I'm not just giving him praise uh, I'm giving him brokenness Uh, I'm not just giving him worship uh, I'm giving him weariness Uh, oh yeah when you come to church uh, on a Tuesday night after long days of work uh, worship God anyway because it's a sacrifice that God sees it's a sacrifice that God rewards it's a sacrifice oh somebody give God a sacrifice of praise the Bible declares that in the midst of the congregation of people with eyeballs looking at her that, that she crawled to the presence in the feet of Jesus. And the Bible declares that she broke the contents of her box and she poured it on the head of Jesus. And we know this text. We know this text backwards and forward. But there are some things here. There's some things here that I, I feel that God wants to help because there's some strength that's needed in this sanctuary. I wanna tell you that that we have been, I'm gonna preach plainly right now, we have been in a season of revival that God's been trying to break through break through your layers of weariness. He's been trying to break through uh, your layers of contentment. He's been trying to break through uh, your layers of comfortability. Uh, he's been trying to break through layer after layer after layer uh, because when you start sacrificing and you start giving your time and you start giving your efforts uh, everybody won't understand uh, what that worship is going to bring you uh, in the long run. Uh, everybody won't understand uh, what your sacrifice sacrifice means in the long run. And she came to Jesus and she broke the box and she said, I don't care if the box is never put back together. I don't care if this ointment is not put back in a vessel. All she knew is that she was going to give Jesus everything she had. She was going to give Jesus her very last drop of ointment. She was going to give Jesus all of I wish somebody would hear me. I just want to tell you, don't you let the devil get in your ear and say you've given your all. That's what God wants. You've given your life. That's what he's asking for. Uh, I... I want you to hear me right now. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we've been battling. I don't know what's been going on between that side of the road and now. But if you think for one minute that I'm gonna let people steal my joy, if you think for one minute I'm gonna let the worship watchers get my blessing, you got another thing coming. With eyeballs on her worship, she didn't care who was looking, she didn't care who was watching, and with indignation in their hearts, why is she? Wasting uh, the ointment, uh, but she broke the box anyway. Uh. She poured out the ointment anyway. Uh. I just want to help somebody right now. If you keep on worrying about the worship watchers, you're going to lose your blessing. But this woman in her spirit, she said, I've gotten to a broken place and I don't know what to do with this sacrifice in my hand. I don't know what to do with this offering in my hand. But what I feel to do, I just feel to break the box and give God my last. I just feel to show up one more service and run another aisle. I just feel like worshiping God and I don't care who's looking and I don't care I wish somebody would feel like that right now hey everybody won't understand your worship everybody won't understand your sacrifice everybody won't understand but God knows and God sees there is no way uh, because if you ask some people If you ask some people showing up to a church on a Tuesday night when you're tired and you work work a 10-hour day, some people will say that showing up in your work clothes is a waste of time. Oh, yeah. If you ask people, which I'm not asking, but if you ask people showing up to outreach on a drizzly cold Saturday morning is a waste of time. If you want to poll and survey folks, uh, you, you sacrificing and giving uh, when you don't even have it to give, uh, everybody in there and what they think is their right mind uh, would tell you, uh, why do you keep giving? Uh, it's a waste of money. People look at you crazy. I've seen folks. I know who the runners are in the church. I know who the dancers are in the church because it's the same folks that keep on running. It's the same folks that keep on shouting. And I want to tell them folks right now, you don't stop running because everybody won't understand your worship. You don't stop dancing because everybody won't understand your dance. But I don't care what they don't understand. Jesus understands that the the breaking of the box is for the beautification of my burial. You keep on doing what you're doing and keep on sacrificing sacrificing unto God there is no every drop, every inch every minute, every second, every hour there's no waste oh somebody give God praise he's got a tablet out, he's got a book in his hands and he's recording your works, he's recording your efforts, he's recording your sacrifice Oh, somebody give God praise. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel God speaking right now. God's counting every penny. God's counting every second. God's counting every effort. God's counting every energy that's expended for his kingdom. And when you think it's void, when you think it's vain, when you think it's purposeless, God counts your sacrifice with a purpose and he knows every drop that comes out of that bottle can I tell you when you pour yourself out and you have nothing left God is loving every bit of it But I want to preach to people right now I want to preach to people right now because in the midst of giving everything you got you get tired I want to preach for your spirit. I'm not looking for amen. I want to preach for your spirit right now. In the midst of giving everything you got, you get weary. You get frustrated. You get broken. You get brittle. Your hands get callous. Your feet get tired. But the sacrifices of God are of a broken heart. And sometimes, sometimes you're trying to hold things together, but God likes when things are broken because he knows that you have nothing left and that's the way that he wants it. Because if you had something left, that means that you're holding something back. I don't think you're hearing me right now. I said, if you have something left in the tank, that that, that means that you reserve something. But God said, I don't want you to hold the bread of manna for tomorrow. He said, I'm going to provide the next day. You eat it up. You use it up. You give it all out. You give God everything you got. And you wake up the next day and you do it again. You give everything you got and you wake up again and you do it again. Hey, my God, I come to tell you, uh, I'm not reserving my worship uh, for Sunday morning. Uh, I'm going to give it all now. Uh, I'm not reserving my praise uh, for next week. Uh, I'm giving it all now. I want to preach to you right now. Uh, Don't save your dance for Sunday. Uh, Dance now. Uh, Dance at the feet. Uh, Dance in the house. Uh, There's no waste. sometimes sacrifice comes with more questions than it comes with more answers. Anybody feel like that right now? Come on, let me see the honest folks in Area. I'm telling you everything about where we are in this revival, everything about this church, everything about his history screams. Sacrifice. Broadway to hear, what to there, to hear. A pastor and his family, all it screams is sacrifice. People, people here, I'm telling you, even the saints know who the faithful saints are. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. But when you're sacrificing, sometimes it comes with a bunch of questions. You ask Abraham that, and he'll tell you, listen to the preacher, the father, the faithful. His faithfulness wasn't proven. His faithfulness wasn't proven when he had questions. His faithfulness was proven when he just was obedient and sacrificed. The Bible says that obedience is rather to be had than sacrificed, but it doesn't mean that you can't be obedient and sacrifice. Anybody hear me right now? You just keep showing up. I'm going to say it again. You just keep you just keep being faithful you just keep sacrificing and God is counting every drop And God promises Abraham, God promises Abraham, he said, Abraham, I want you to listen to me. Genesis 22 and 6, he said, Abraham, I want you to go to the top of the mountain and I want you to sacrifice. I want you to offer me a sacrifice. And Abraham only got part of the plan. Abraham only got part of the instructions. He said, Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. And God gave him no further instructions. We say Abraham, just do what I'm asking you to do. So the Bible declares that Abraham, he took the wood of the sacrifice of the burnt offering. He took the word and he laid it upon the shoulder of his son Isaac and he took took fire in his hand. He took a torch in his hand and he took a knife in his hand and they began to walk up the mountain. And everybody understands, everybody knows this text. They get to the top of the mountain and Abraham, I can see him with a million and one questions in his mind. God, I know you're not talking about my boy. I know you don't want me to sacrifice my boy. I know you don't want me to sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Sacrifice my boy. God, this is insane. Some of you, God challenged you in the last few weeks to give more in the offering. And you said, and you had to explain to your wife why you were doing what you're doing. Because sometimes sacrifice looks like insanity. But God, God knows more than you know. And that boy with that wood on his shoulder, they get to the top, and now Abraham's questions are compiled with the questions of his children, because it's hard to explain to your children how you're going to make it, because children are are not as not smart as we think they are. They can see what mom and dad is going through. They can see right through it. And they start saying, mommy, why we have to share our plate? Oh my God, mommy, why, daddy, why? And Isaac starts questioning, questioning the sacrifice. And Isaac looks around, and things are not adding up. It's nothing like the children. If you're a pastor, it's nothing like when the saints start questioning, pastor. What? What? That? that, that hmm. You scared? You scared because you saying that doesn't make sense. You want to do what? The children start questioning. The promise of God. And Isaac, and Isaac starts questioning, he starts doing the math. He said, okay, we have the fire. We have the what? Verse 7, he said, we have the fire. We have the what? We have the knife, but something's missing. He said, where is the lamb of the burnt offering? Where, where is the sacrifice? And Abraham has to look his boy in the face and says, son, God's going to make a way. I want to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost, those prayers you've been praying in this revival, don't let the devil lie to you. God is going to make a way. I wish you would clap your hands like you believe what I just said. Hey, don't look around. Just keep walking up the mountain. don't start questioning God. Just keep walking up the mountain. Don't start looking around, question mark after question mark. Just keep walking up the mountain. You got a sacrifice to make. Uh. And everybody, everybody that knows this story thinks that this is a story about Abraham. Uh, But Abraham wasn't the only man learning that day. Abraham might be the father of the faithful, but I think that if Isaac was coined with a term, he would be the father of sacrifice. Because Abraham was learning how to trust God when it's hard to trust God. You hear me right now. Abraham was learning how to trust God when he don't know where the sacrifice is coming from. But can I tell you what Isaac learned that day? Isaac learned from his father. He learned how to lay the wood in order. How to build an altar. And Abraham built that altar. And I can hear him praying at the same time. God, you gotta make a way. God, you gotta do something. God, you gotta show up. He just kept building the altar and placing wood on top of wood on top of wood hey I want to tell somebody you just keep putting the wood in order and you keep making an altar and God's going to make a way And Abraham's teaching his son, hey, son, when you build the altar? This is how you build it. Hey, son, don't let that fire go out. We need that for the sacrifice. Hey, son, make sure that you got a sharp knife. We've got to kill the sacrifice. You say, yeah, daddy, I hear you. You keep talking about that, but I don't see no sacrifice yet. And he takes his boy's hands and he puts his hands together and the Bible says that he bound up he bound up the hands of Isaac and it's at this moment that Isaac learned something and Abraham learned something. Abraham had a lesson and Isaac had a lesson what was his lesson? And he learned that when you've done everything you know to do to please God and you've given all you had to give God, the last thing you've got to do is you've got to make yourself a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. You put yourself on the altar and you said God, everything I have I give it to you. I give you my heart. I give you my children. I give you my house. I give you my bank account. I give... Hey, some of you are saying, God, I ain't got nothing left. Yes, you do. Give them you. Give them your praise. Give them your worship. Give them your sacrifice. Somebody shall sacrifice I'm getting there. I'm almost done. It reminds me of a story my dad used to tell me. He used to tell me when he was preaching. He used to tell me the story about a young evangelist that was preaching in the Midwest. A young evangelist that stumbled upon a Native American reservation. A reservation that hadn't heard this Acts 2.38 message. This Jesus' name baptism and Holy Ghost infilling doctrine. And he used to tell me the story that this young evangelist was preaching from this text. Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, uh, by the mercies of God, uh, that you present your bodies a uh, uh, living sacrifice, uh, holy and acceptable uh, to God, which is your reasonable service. And this young evangelist was preaching this to this Native American tribe, and they begin, he began to preach in a revival. And the chief of the tribe came up to the young evangelist and he said, I want to serve this God that you're talking about. Tomorrow night, I'm going to bring him my sacrifice. So the next night, the young evangelist was preaching and the Spirit of God prodded him to preach the same message and the same text. And as he was preaching, they halted service and the chief made a motion to the back side of the tent and in from the back side of the tent, a parade of men walking in with blankets and quilts finely knitted. And they walked in and they brought them to the altar and behind them they had beautiful arrowheads and ornaments and they laid them at the altar. And the chief... Looked at the evangelist and he said, here I'm bringing your God, my best sacrifice. The evangelist put his hands on the chief and he said, chief, these blankets are beautiful. These ornaments are nice. He said, but that's not what God is looking for. Chief pondered the thought for a while. He's not too happy about hearing this because he's trying to please this God. He's trying to give him a sacrifice. He said, okay, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'll bring my best sacrifice. Next night, evangelists felt in the spirit to preach the same message. Well, how would you like for me to preach the same message the whole revival? He preached the same message. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. And he preached and he preached. And during the service, toward the end of the service, the chief, with, with his chest poked out, He motioned to the backside of the tent, and he made he caused his servants to walk in, and in they brought these beautiful horses down the center of the aisle, strutting in one by one. These beautiful, gorgeous horses, mustangs that have been tamed in the wilderness, and they brought these mustangs to the front of the altar, and they laid them before the evangelist, and they brought perfumes and spices, and they laid them at the feet of the evangelist. And evangelist, he's he's I can see I can see a grimace on his face, but he, he lays his hands. on on the chief's shoulder he said chief these horses are beautiful and the chief's looking he said these ornaments everything you've brought is beautiful but that's not what God is looking for the chief is upset now the service continues the chief walks to the back and he sits on the back row and he folds his arms He's highly offended that this God, this Jesus that this preacher's preaching about wouldn't accept his sacrifice. And he's upset. He's infuriated. But the more the preacher preached, he couldn't hold back his emotions. And all of a sudden, tears started running down his face. And he started shaking and trembling. And he walked up inch by inch, step by step. He walked up to the altar. And he fell on his face. And he fell on his knees. And he started screaming. And he starts beating on his chest. And he grabbed a hold of the ankle of the evangelist. And he said, why won't this God give and accept my best sacrifice? I've given him my best of blankets. I've given my best arrowheads. I've given him my best horses. I have nothing left to give him. He said, All I have left is me. While he's crying and sobbing, the evangelist patted him on his back while he's weeping and praying. He said, That's it, Chief. That's it, Chief. That's it, Chief. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for you to give him everything you have, including you, everything you got, including you, everything. I wish somebody would hear the evangelist tonight. I come to tell you God's counting your books. He's looking at your records. There's no ways when you give him everything. There's no ways when you give God everything. Oh, somebody ought to give God your best praise right now. I'm gonna say it again for somebody that's got a reserve tank uh, in your spirit. I said give God uh, all you got to give him. Give God your very last. Give God your very best. Give I'm telling you, uh, you can't you can't you can't uh, you can't keep the contents uh, in the box. You got to break it and let it flow. You got to break it and let it pour out. Let rivers come out of your spirit. Let prayer come out of your bosom. Let a cry come out of your heart and don't hold it back. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I tell you, no, 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 no. no. I'm telling you, miracles happen when you get down to the bottom of the barrel. Miracles happen when you break the box and the ointments pour out and you can't put it back together. Doda Bosa. Doda Bosa. Come on, I want to preach to some saints of sacrifice. I want to preach to some families of sacrifice. Hey, it's not for nothing. It's not for naught. I'm telling you, brother Gazande, it's not for it's not in vain. There's no waste of sacrifice. God saying, I'm counting every drop. I'm counting every inch. I'm looking at every penny. I'm watching every ounce of energy. Give it. Give it. Give it. Give it. Give it. Give it. Come on, that's it. Somebody ought to sacrifice in your spirit. I'm broken, but that's what sacrifice is. I'm tired, but that's what sacrifice is. We spent all the money. It don't look good financially, but sacrifice anyway. I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it's worth it. The sacrifice doesn't make sense. But can I tell you that God, God, God even honors censor sacrifices. It don't have to make sense. It don't, it don't have to make sense, S-E-N-S-E, and it don't have to make C-E-N-T-S. I don't care if the money's not adding up. God can do better math than you can. Because God doesn't need a little to make something. He can speak from nothing and make something. I have nothing left. Good. That's when God does his best work. I don't have nothing left. I'm preaching to people in the Holy Ghost. I don't have anything left. That's what God's been waiting for. God, I can't do it. Great. God, I don't have the strength. Good. Good. But do you have a sacrifice left? Cuz that's when sacrifice just gets good when you got nothing left. First Kings as we come to the music First Kings 18 reminds me of where we are right now. This time it's another sacrifice. This time, the equation has changed. The variable has shifted. Elijah's on the top of a mount, just like Abraham's on the top of a mount. He's building an altar, just like Abraham was building an altar. This time, he had the bullock cut into pieces. He had the sacrifice. He laid the wood in order. He had the knife. This time, he didn't have the fire. Can I tell you what some of us need right now in the Holy Ghost? We just need the fire of God to strengthen our family. I'm talking to daddies right now. You just need the power of God to give you that Samson strength. And the Bible declares... That he commanded for the servants to get to get these barrels of water. I declares that he commanded them to get these barrels of water and to fill them up with water in the midst of a drought. That doesn't make sense right there. Why would you waste good water? In the middle of a drought. But there's no waste and sacrifice. There's no such thing. Elijah knew what he was doing with that water. He commanded for them to bring the water. Enough to put two, med- and dig a trench enough to put two measures of seed in. One measure of seed is equivalent to six gallons of water. measures of seed is at least 12 gallons of water. If there's anything that doesn't make sense besides getting water in a drought is pouring water on the wood. Does anybody remember the first service of this revival? God likes water on the wood. He likes water in the stomach. And sometimes, sometimes you just got to do what doesn't make sense to get God's attention. Oh, sometimes you just got to do what you don't feel like doing to get God's attention. And they saturated that wood and they poured it all in the trench and it It's saturated, that wood is sopping wet. And the fire of God consumed the water, consumed the wood, consumed the sacrifice. You're asking me what I'm preaching tonight as we stand to our feet in the sanctuary. Has anybody ever given when you didn't have it to give? Come on, let me see your hands. Come on, be honest. Has anybody showed up when the man of God asked you to and you was dog tired and you didn't have no energy left in the tank? Has anybody prayed again And you didn't have an answer when you prayed for the first time. Has anybody ever felt like you couldn't go another day? Anybody ever felt like I'm keep on giving and nothing's happening? I keep on trying and nothing's changing. God keeps good records. <laughs> it's the times that you don't have a prayer to pray that God remembers the prayers that you have prayed. Charles, Hey, sometimes you're so tired, you can't even, you can't even get a prayer out. But Cornelius, I'm remembering the prayers you did pray you've got a memorial up in heaven, I can I can count the sacrifices. That was a prayer. I'm going to honor that one. That was another one. You don't have a prayer now, but guess what? God's counted the ones that you wept and you just wept and you prayed in tongues and you just I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, some of us need God to pull from the storehouse right now. anybody feel like that come on when you're tired god can pull from the storehouse of the days when you were strong god if i just had some of that strength right now you're not as young as you used to be bishop but boy boy god if i could just get a little bit of that that strength i had in 1994 if i can just if i can get some of that right now i'm telling you god god will honor the sacrifices of his people Anybody laid the wood in order? Anybody's done all you know to do? Come on, come on. I'm talking to you. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. But you know what's common in both of these passages? There was an altar there. God can only honor the sacrifice when you're close to the altar. come on congregation can we pray together come on this whole congregation needs strength right now come on we need the divine strength of God some some families I want you to grab your wife by the hand and make it to this altar I'm tired I'm weary and I'm broken but the sacrifices of God have a broken heart and a broken spirit and I'm telling you, God, God will reward every sacrifice. I want you to lift your hands in this house right now. And I want you to pray. Pray unto God and pull down some strength from the storehouse of God. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, I want the tired people to pray. I want the, I want the people that are penny-pinching right now to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, that's it, Abraham. You lift that hand. You lift that hand and you just make that sacrifice. Come on, Isaac, you just give God your hands and be the living sacrifice. Come on, when Elijah prayed, God showed up. With fire on the sacrifice. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody's going to leave with supernatural strength. Come on, somebody's going to leave with healing in your body. Come on, come on, I love. I wish somebody would break the box of your spirit, like that woman with the alabaster box did. Come on, I don't care who's next to you. It doesn't matter. Pour it out on the master. Pour it out on the master. Come on, tell him what's wrong. Come on, tell him what you're battling with. Come on, tell him how you feel. Come on, tell God how you really feel. Come on, wish somebody would be transparent with God. Come on, come on, right now. Come on, just close your eyes and be transparent with God. Come on, stop trying to put the box back together. Come on, stop trying to make things make sense. You just break the box and pour it out, and there is nothing left. Yes, come on. Come on, come on, don't hold it back. Don't hold it back. Come on, don't hold it back. God wants everything. Come on, everything.